Hello and welcome to the Orkney Live Wires podcast number six. Here with me, Christian. Me, Claire. Me, Scott. We've also got Ray here with us. Hello, Ray. Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here. And Ray O'Neill, by the way. Cheers. The guitar <laughs> man. <laughs> Full name tonight. Excellent. Yes. Porsche <laughs> name. So he's kind of a new addition just now. Standy any. Uh, Ray's going to help us out every now and again, give some interviews and some banter and some chat. And I'm trying my best. Tell us a few stories, maybe as well. Oh, yeah, I'm always full of stories. Just add alcohol, instant storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Ray's quite well known on the local scene for being a bit of a comedian and musician. He uh, has performed at the last couple of rock festivals for us as well, haven't you? I have indeed. It's been great fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as I've given a chance to perform, I'm, I'm always there. I'm not saying I'm very good, but I'm always there. <laughs> so are you, a, are you a singer, stroke comedian, or are you a c- comedy singer? I've never stroked a comedian in my life, Christian. <laughs> it's, uh, well, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, I like to sing, I like to play my guitar. And I usually find that I don't have enough material to do the half hour or three quarters of an hour, so I just tell some funny stories in between it. But I have done stand-up in the past, uh, but I find that hiding behind the guitar is a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Very good. Uh, Gig-wise, who's been... Clearly you've been at shitloads of gigs in the last... Well, not shitloads, but yeah, <laughs> a couple. Um, well, a couple of months ago there would have been the Bad Apple gig just around about Rugby Sevens weekend. It was quite good. I'm sure the place was full of normal folk as well as the rugby players, but um, yes, yeah, yeah, I do seem to remember Schmid and his stepmum dancing on one of the chairs at one point that night. Um, more recently, uh, I was away at the British Summertime to see Eric Clapton and Chaz and Dave and whatnot. That was awesome. pretty good. It was quite good fun, along with Pandy and all of them. So. Uh, and locally would be Electric Mother the other weekend, and there was the gig... In the picky last month with uh, the Big Walps and the Cartel and Stereo Lobsters and, of course, Shetland's DeLorean came down for that as well. That was quite good. Tea in the Shade? No, Tea in the Hall. Tea, tea in the Hall, that's yeah. what it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was about a month ago, I think, now, so far in distant memory. Yeah, I was at the the gig organised by Theo and, and Daniel Grundwater, the um, sort of... Make noise against suicide too, mm-hmm. which Ray was playing at. Yeah, oh. it was a really good night. Attendance wasn't so good, which was, was a shame. It was a shame because it was quality stuff again. They had um, Black King Cobra up as well, which is Ross Clark's band from Glasgow. Ross that used to play in Hybrid Constellation. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that the only visiting act they had at it? It, it was. Yeah, they had a problem with the, the singer trying to no deals in his. Mm. On his vocal cords, so he's absolutely gutted and couldn't play. Yeah. Uh, they even had they even pulled out a headline act at Ken Tots. Mm-hmm. So you know they're right, they're yeah. really in. As, uh, yeah, he was, he was just saying that he's, he just doesn't know where he's going to go from here. Mm-hmm. It's never a good thing when singing's kind of like your thing. They like yeah. It, yeah. yeah, they're fantastic as well. We tried to get them up for the rock festival, but they weren't. They're booked available. to do something else. I think that was a uh, clash, unfortunately. Got a kind of, Hard rock with a bit of funk, kind of quite we'll a funky. Try again next yeah. year, though, definitely. They're speaking about what they're wanting to come up anyway. So. If I, what was the singer's name? Do you remember? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Orkney, though. He, he was telling me. With the chair headlined that gig, and you he said he'd. I don't think he's like ever 
been into folk, but he said he's never wanted to pick up a fiddle so much in yeah, his life watching yeah, watching uh, Douglas. And, he was uh, he, he was he was my main audience member when I was playing, which was great. It was just one solitary guy, and he was basically <laughs> I had eyes eyes on him, and I was like, I've, I've got my guy, I'm okay. <laughs> Is that off putting playing? No, yeah, or is it better? N- not at all. It's oh, Christian, when you've when you've played flotter, you know you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're used to small audiences, and I really don't mind it because I'm I'm there to play and I enjoy what I do, and usually, whether audience or no audience. I, yeah. I just don't mind it. So even if it's a big stadium and you can't see the, the eyes of the crowd or else... We'll, we'll cross that intimate. bridge when we can't. <laughs> Callum Morin was his name, shout out to him. Callum. Hope he gets well Callum. soon. Absolutely, get well soon, Callum. Sort your no deal suit. I think there was a couple of weddings on that night, though, which you were at, weren't you? Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the set list was uh, changed round so that I can go on first because I needed to go out and get drunk. You know? <laughs> That might explain some of the attendance issues, though, because I think there was two very large ones on. There was, there was one at the school. Is that the one you were at? That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the start of me not feeling well, so I didn't make it out for that night. So. And you don't sound it, Scott. So. so, yeah, I'm always there, but... <laughs> I don't know if that counts or not. So have I'll you been s- at anything else, Scott? Uh, Razormouth played a while ago in the Tor Vogue. Uh did you do sound for that? I did do sound for that. <laughs> so, it's hard to comment because I'm, I'm not really it listening. It sounded awesome, obviously. <laughs> I'm not really listening to things like what they're playing and what songs they're playing and that. I'm listening to like if my sound's shit or not. So I still haven't seen them yet. Have you not? No, surprisingly, yeah. I've, I've missed every gig because I've either been ill or away or whatever. So They are really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to them because I've heard... Some of, well, heard of some of their set list and it sounds like the sort of stuff that I really quite like some of the punky type stuff oh, yeah. so yeah. you will yeah. enjoy it they've got a massive set list like, I don't know how long they've been playing together before they started gigging but they seem to be able to play for hours yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, it's two well the bassist and guitarist Jarvis and Ryan uh, they've been pals for just hundreds of years and they play together and then obviously they just went Aye. well let's start a band now yeah. you know Fair enough. It's a way to do it. Yeah. So it's very good. They played at Theo's, uh, well, at the uh, Make a Noise for Suicide mm. 2 as well, mm-hmm. which is good. I, apart from that, I'm, I'm been too busy. I've not been at very much at all. There's a lot of stuff coming up in the next six weeks. Yes, there is. Well, we'll maybe get on to that a pretty bit later. Um, I'm just going to go back to the, the Tea in the Hall gig. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, I don't think it was for charity. I think it was just a Tea in the Hall uh, m- many people might remember years ago there was a tea in the tatty shed and a tea in the yard, uh, respectively from Hatland and Hatston and one in Jusen's yard or two in Jusen's yard I think yeah, there was. Yeah. Um, so I think this uh, the tea in the hall was a bit of a throwback to that, uh, and I think it was organised by Gwenda Shearer and some of that bunch. I'm not sure who organised actually. Think I didn't make it along. Um, it was a quite a good night and I think it was reasonably well attended. I think there was about three hundred odd folk, maybe a few more. At it, um, it would have been nice to see a lot more folk at it. Um, it's a big hall to fill. You can sell four hundred tickets, and it's still a yeah, big hall. still small. Well, they only had half the hall, right? But um, still, even at that, it could have done with a few more bodies in there. But I think they kicked off with the heli dog, heli hole hound dogs, uh, which was a good start to the night. And then second on the bill was Delorean. 
Uh, and then they went into, I think it was the Big Sea Walps and the Cartel and then the Stereo Lobsters. But um, I actually caught up with DeLorean. So we've got a small interview here for you if you want to crack that. Here with DeLorean. Um, this is your second trip to Orkney, isn't it? Yes. Yes. You played last year at Rock Festival. Yes, we did. Yeah. And what are you, what are you doing tonight? We're playing uh, for Tea in the Hall at the Picky. Oh. Yeah. Posh, eh? Sounds posh. It, it is posh. We've just been on stage doing a sound check and it felt posh. Yeah. yeah. We did. Oh, the aroma felt posh. I even had a throne. So it was Bosch. You, you had a leopard skin throne. A leopard skin throne, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is actually Murray's first trip to Orkney with us. With it, it's not as, yeah. yeah, with DeLorean. I've met Murray mm. before. Murray stayed at my house. Murray's before. a regular. I had to sew buttons onto his trousers. <laughs> Don't yeah. we all? Don't we all? Can you sew? Because uh, my yeah. Because yeah. this is just all split open. Yeah, well, I can, I've got sewing machine <laughs> up the house. So I can fix it. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Running, running repairs. Yeah, yeah. You can sit at your house in my underpants when you mend me shorts. Beautiful. Just what I envisioned this weekend. <laughs> so you all play in other acts, so you're kind of like a Shetland supergroup, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what we are. That yeah. is the definition of what we are. Or is this the... This is the dregs. Everybody else made all the other good yeah. bands, like <laughs> Locust and all that sort of good bands. The and then opposite then of this the is what group. got left. Yeah, this is just the dregs. The other end of the super group just is just a shit group, isn't it? Pooper group. <laughs> Pooper group. Yeah, yeah. So how did you guys get together? Uh, it was... I had a bright yeah. idea. Um, well, I had, I had a dream, yeah, uh, that I wanted to play cheesy music because years and years and years ago when I used to DJ, then all the best songs that everybody danced to was the cheesy songs. And I thought, I want to do that, but I want to do it a bit more rocked up. And Dave had spoken to me um, a while before that, before he went back to Australia and said, if and when I come back, we're doing a band together. So I said... This is the Hot Roddy thing. Yeah. Because we we tried having a band together, um, and and it wasn't overly successful. Hot the Roddy and the Burnouts. <laughs> Hot Roddy and the Burnouts. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that an awesome name. That was just fifties. That was fifties yeah. rock and roll covers. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Slick. Yeah. And then um, then we got to speaking about who we wanted um, on guitar, and then Joe came to mind. So we asked Joe. Yeah. And I freaked out, mind. Yeah. Because I said, "Why are you asking Joe what?" <laughs> and I, and I, and I, just, oh, yes. I refused. He's fallen out with me about it, and I was yeah. like, "No, not Joe Watt, Joe Robertson, because he'd done kind of similar sort of style to what Hi, I was Joe. envisaging um, in other bands, like 
kind of rockier covers. With and robbery. Dave then mentioned um, that he knew a young boy that might be keen to play bass, hey. and that's, that's how we ended up with Barry. <laughs> and we thought, well, we'll just try it. We'll see we'll see how it goes. And Dave we all went was, into Dave it. was desperate to get hands on me Bloody yeah, for years. Oh. Yeah, he was desperate to get them. And uh, yeah, we kind of, we all picked a couple of songs each and said, right, we'll bring these all to the table for, for practicing. So we all chose two songs each and we would commit to trying them so that it was fair. And it was, it's kind of things that I picked up on being in previous bands that I wanted to make better in this band. You know, like everybody having input to what you're going to play and everybody being involved and being like a band, not a singer and the rest of the band, which it's now evolved into. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I noticed that when, when I arrived, Dave came down to speak to me and all the rest of you were having to do your clear up your instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I as, cleaned as up my instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I cleaned up my instruments. I was standing with my instruments talking to you. Thank you very you much. You were, yes. Yeah, and your instruments coming out as well. So. <laughs> they actually are currently. Uh, <laughs> drafty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've got instruments. Don't mock my instruments. Yeah. See, I must actually confess, I haven't actually seen you play because every time you played at the rock festival I missed it I was busy yeah. I was doing stuff taking photos or checking folk in and stuff so and you're gonna miss us tonight I, well probably if we're at the gala yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was gonna ask is for anybody like me who's never seen you can you describe what it is you do because mm. you're not just music oh, are you you do a bit of performance as well <laughs> satire musical yes. satire it's a bit <laughs> like panto it is it is a bit like a pantomime but <laughs> it's like an opera pantomime. Yeah. yeah. With like with school of rock sort of. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. With Banoffi. With yeah. Banoffi. Lots of Banoffi. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of Banoffi, obviously. Pies. Oh, we do cook pies. <laughs> God. I didn't bring the cooker. We cook, I often cook on stage with DeLorean. So really? I. I can take a camping done. stove down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, might, might be against um, yeah. risk assessment though. Yeah, just yeah. Safety yeah. Might See, like. What have we do? We did. We've done a curry. We've done. Did curry pies yeah. and other bits and pieces. Oh yeah, we did like chicken that, curry yeah. pies chicken on stage, and, and we did. Uh, oh, pakoras and stuff. That was that's awesome fun. because every Smelt time you forgot about it, you smelled them and you're like, that smells really good. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just cooking behind well, us while we're playing. Spaceship in the middle brilliant. of the stage cooking food. Yeah. So it's a bit like a cookery show pantomime. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think of with elements of Swedish chef. I was going to say Swedish meal time. Is that? It's a bit like. I like that. We are a regular ordinary. Yes. We are a bunch yeah. of Muppets, we like the Swedish chef, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he's got the animal. Yeah, so, I'd yeah. go that. With Muppets. elements of pop, disco, rock and... Uh, punk. Punk and metal. metal. Country, punk and country. And jazz. If you listen to a radio tune, <laughs> we'd probably do that. Somebody's just, just rolling through all the stations yeah, all at once. Yeah, that's basically what we're like. Yeah, yeah. 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 If that's you like a song and want to get it destroyed, email us and tell us. Yeah, we're, we're very good at bastardising songs. Yeah, we like to deconstruct. I mean, we are just a cover band, but every single cover... Is original. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's nothing like the original. In. None of them are like the original. There's one that's all the compositions change. Um, what's the Dolly Guns Dolly and Parton? Yeah, mm-hmm. Guns, it's, and Roses. it's Guns and Roses song, City. but with Dolly Parton sung over the top of it. That sounds awesome. So it's just and then there's crazy. the medleys. Yeah. The medleys. Smith can go to the gala by so himself tonight. Like I have to come <laughs> and see you guys. Well, you could always do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the, med- the medleys vary too. Like you, you mm-hmm. get um, like fraggle, fraggle Rock at the start, and then it goes into disco, and it goes into a Dutch rock band, and it goes into a disco, and ends with Misfits. Yeah. And that's just a medley thing. This is one song. Yeah, and then it's performed. Cool. There's Spice Girls, Lego Movie. 
Ghostbusters, yakety yak. Whatever's the flavour of the month, they usually decide. There's a couple of of Disney sort of ones. I was going to ask, how do you decide on your set list? With Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's tricky. It's getting trickier because there's more and more happening. Um, It's easier with a short set though, because it's just like pick the absolute best ones. But it's still tricky. There's still Mm -hmm. there's still a few like outliers, but the likes of the two hour set. It was like, where does everything go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, to reshuffle everything, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, this can be tricky to pick what's going to be the flavour of the month here. Like, we don't know what the crowd's going to mm. be like. Mm-hmm. What we've chosen is probably going to be horrendous. And even if it <laughs> well, wasn't right crowd, quite it's well probably going to be horrendous. Yeah, you did go down quite well at the Rock Festival, from what I heard. You did get to... Oh, we were amazing. We were absolutely amazing. We blew it away. We don't know why the Rock Festival never asked us back. Um, <laughs> so, but, I mean, yeah, 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 we it's are, not even been it. a year um, since. Um, <laughs> oh, it's been so long, girl. <laughs> Steady, on. <isn't> yeah. <laughs> but no, it was good. Oh, it's a, it's a comedy thing, I guess. Well, I think that's that's what folk have said, too. It's like, mm. it's, ha-ha, comedy but we're not being funny, mm-hmm. but it, it, I guess it's, it's coming funny. across funny. It is funny. People yeah. are laughing. It's like serious. Yeah. Yeah. We're not <laughs> deliberately making a joke out of it, yeah. but it's bloody hilarious, apparently. Yeah, well, Dave's so. got his box of tricks, so <laughs> when you're at the front of looking at the stage, then there's a big kind of flight case in front of Dave, and throughout different songs, different props come flying out of this box, and he starts playing on them, or waving them about, or throwing them at the crowd, or jamming them in Barry's face, or just whatever comes into Dave's head. But mm. you don't know. We don't know what's going to come out of the box. Right. Like that's the thing as well. It, we've no idea. Yeah, and everybody thinks that it's all, yeah. all rehearsed, but no, it's not. <laughs> we have no idea what he's going to do. What he's going to pull out. He's had a tiny, tiny know. like three-inch guitar at the last gig. That, that was cool. Out and did a solo on. Slide <laughs> all the strings on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cut his nails next time. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is kind of percussive. Items, but some of it's just random props. It's just amazing, though. Well, it's a mixture of woodwind and brass and. Well, we've got percussion. we've got a recent yeah. uh, recent. Like God damn it! The keys, yeah. I think the keys are great. But is it is that a woodwind or is it keys? It. Because you need to blow because, into it before yeah. you can play the keys. It's a lot of keyboard. It's bloody like tricky to sing and play that at the same time because you're going to be blowing yeah. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a giggle. I can imagine. It's like a bagpipe yeah. keyboard. Yes. Yeah. What, what would yeah. be your favourite track that you play, or combination? Thunder in my heart for me. That's you, because you put the disco lights on. Every, the yeah, the only song you can practice with in, in the, the practice that with the disco lights on is that. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder, <laughs> so Thunder in my heart, Leo Sayer. That's, that's I'm yours. I'm a big fan of Rasputin. Rasputin. You love the Rasputin. That is a classic as well. Yeah. yeah. I like the medleys. Mm-hmm. I like messing with folk. The and I think the medleys are cool. Good. Yeah. Uh, message Mc, that's Mickey. No, no, that one. Word, word up. Oh, the word. Yeah, that's a good one. Word yeah, stuff. word beat stuff. Oh no, word beat stuff. Yeah, but it's it's more like Bloodhound now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to. I, I just enjoy. I enjoy. It's very hard to name the medleys. It's hard to name the medleys as well as to choose which one. <laughs> remember them. What's your favourite then? Uh, mine will be Take on Me. Really? It's like one of my favourite songs in the world, and I've played it for years, like yeah. back from El Pedro days. Yeah. So I just love playing it. Because it's just like, it's, that is the essence of it though. Yeah. That's basically what the whole band idea was. You've got a really cheesy aha song, and then it's just rocked yeah. right up to being like really rocky, punky, kind of ska feel as well to it. So it's like, yeah. it's that guilty pleasure, that singing along, I know the words to this, like, you can play a song. Sort of thing. Yeah. 
becomes then, acceptable. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm at a rock gig and I'm singing along to the Spice Girls. It's cool because um, the band's playing it. It's like, no, but you know the, the words the Spice Girls. Yeah, sure, shut up. Cool. <laughs> I'm a tough guy. I love Spice Girls. You know, yeah. that's, that's also the thing with a lot of the songs. They're kind of. You get people listening to it going, why do I know the words to this? I like this and I Trying don't know why. Trying to please it, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ricky Martin. We got that comment yeah. yeah. uh, in December there at the Flips. Um, some woman came up after the gig and was like, oh, I loved it. Like, not knowing what was coming next was just amazing. Surprise, and then like, trying yeah. to place it when it came. Mm-hmm. Was like, what song is that? What's that? And then, ah, yeah. Yeah. Because even though we destroy it, we still recognisable. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not making it better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like one of those de- deconstructed dinners or puddings or whatever you call it. A deconstructed Yeah, you pudding. know you get like these cakes. Well, like, like you make trifles, like but you actually just have the custard, the jelly yeah. and the cake separately. Yeah. Was that the custard jelly? Yeah, it's all the, all the Swiss restaurants yeah, yeah. give you a, a plate with three things yeah. on it here's that you have to add together. Yeah. What? Like what? Uh, yeah. yeah, here's what, your coffee, here's you some water, here's a mug, and here's some coffee granules. Yeah. Is that so that I have to pay the poor bugger behind the bar to make it? So you're paying to make your own coffee? It's a hipster yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it's a very hipster thing, and there's more dishes to wash at the end of it. Yeah, that's why it's more expensive. This is going to It's be probably good. not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's audience. fine. I think they were expecting this. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. She got the shop yeah. fine, I'll interview them. I know them, it's okay. Yeah. God. <laughs> so what, are, are rehearsals like this then, when you all get together? Do you yeah. actually get time to rehearse or do you just sort of jam around? Or? Yeah, uh, we usually come for a practice a week. Yeah, like when there's, especially when there's a gig coming up, we'll try and make it weekly, like building up to that. And then it's you know, once a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, you know, as the guys turn up to my joint one by one, we'll get the, the coffees fired up. And so that becomes like an hour or so conversation, <laughs> chatting about <laughs> Sounds stuff. Sounds like a live meeting. That's an underestimation of the time that's usually spent. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good, it's good, yeah. It's time we'll spend on talking. Um, and then we eventually go through and play. And uh, well, the last, not, the one that we didn't do last, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Second it was pretty one, mental. Yeah. It was off the wall. We, we, we lots, lots of madness going on there. It wasn't like we were serious or anything. It was like so it much was fun. Yeah, no, it was just. It was like meant to be a serious practice, right? We've got this practice, then one more before we go away to Orkney. Work sense, okay. And then we all just start. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it was probably the so best sounding one as well. It was hilarious <laughs> once, Ken. But we were all like, Obviously. well, we know this song, so yeah. we don't, you know, we don't need to worry about it. We know it, so, so we can just cheat we'll just around about yeah. it. And uh, yeah, it was it was hilarious fun. The guy was operating Joe's Wawa pedal, yeah. playing the bass. Yeah, and just shouting and screaming into microphones whenever you got random words. Just, yeah. Singing lyrics from different songs and no, songs. no, oink. There was, was a lot of oinks. Yeah. Why were we doing oinks? Pigstar. If we get sidetracked, uh, everything gets sidetracked yeah. in practice. Or you're playing a song and then Joe will, huh, that kind of sounds like this, and then just starts playing a completely different song, <laughs> and then that's how the medleys are started. Yeah, that's yeah. how yeah. Yeah. you, medleys, you like figure Joe. out that songs are similar. And, uh, and yeah. Do you plan on starting to write some of your own stuff along with that, or no. are you just no, planning to just? That's <laughs> 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 really bad. No. Idea. We've, <laughs> spoken, we've spoken about it, but I don't know. I don't I think, think it would fit the theme. Yeah. Yeah. No, but no. the sounds of it. It's, yeah. Got pretty much nails already. The no, the purpose of the band. You want to start writing songs? You can start another band. Yeah. 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 You can start this with band too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Porkins and the Bee Wings. What we're spoken That's our side project, man. Our side side project, man. Yeah. Yeah. From the side project itself. Yeah. Because you all. You all play in other project. different acts as well, don't you? Yeah. So do, do you find it difficult to find time to get together? <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. How many bands are you in? Uh, four, I think. 
because no English ones if you're going to do that yeah if that goes ahead then yeah but three at the moment and it's a lot yeah. to deal with and it's a lot to deal with <laughs> from home Mr Popular yeah with <laughs> yeah. a baby very rarely out <laughs> of the doghouse I know with a baby yes of course yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great <laughs> and how many bands are you in now Murray? Um, just well, this and me and Lyle, and then right. I've started DJing as well. So yeah, but, taking that back up again. But I just basically practice with these guys. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I'm not in any bands at all. No, no. he quit no. all his bands. He's just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 yeah. he's building a house, and yeah. that's busy enough. Yeah. Yeah. He, quit, yeah. he quit all his bands to join the so That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just knew. I had to clear my diary. How much like Willie Nelson does he look in that photo we did today at Eddie Blues? He looks like he's come from Woodstock. You do. Good influence. Oh well, look, it looks great. It's not a negative. Nice bit of bit of Orkney Whitney standing in the street with his guitar, and he's got that look like I've just come from Woodstock. Brilliant. Yeah, no, you do, mate. Look at it. It's beautiful. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Oh, it's great, mate. It's like moth maturing. It's beautiful. Excellent. Yes. And you're and obviously in those. Are you in anything else as well? Yes, I mean, uh, two other bands besides Delorean uh, consolidated in Nameless Ones, and both of them are outside of Shetland. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. I think it's just the four. Yeah. So but, collectively, that's a hell of a lot of but, bands. Uh, yeah, a lot of Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that's. There's a lot of time to try and find. Well, that's the thing. That's the music side of it. But then, like, our lives as, as yeah. a whole is all that flat out, too. We're all busy work and we're all busy Families home and, and yeah. building yeah. houses, festivals, babies, all sorts of carry on going <laughs> mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so, like, I mean, if, if I was busy just making babies, that would be fine. And you still manage to find time to come and visit us. Yep. Why not? That's, that's yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And make babies elsewhere. Spread the seed. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. There's a lot in the tone. Uh, yeah. That's a serious interview here. She's talking about us spreading our seed everywhere. Interview did you want? Just to give it on. Because speaking of that, though, I've just planted some petunias, and they start. They come out really good. Um, I like the, the seeds that I've grown, though, that have come out. Like I've got my little. You can, from the seeds that I have grown from, the eucalyptus that I've grown, I've got some gum trees mm. on the go. Gum trees in Shetland? Yeah, mate. Go with the wallabies. <laughs> and then uh, if I get enough gum trees, at least we can feed the koala. Ah, this so a wallaby breeder. I'm a wallaby breeder. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Right. You're talking about spreading seeds, I just had to add botany. I was going to ask, what's been your favourite gig so far? Where, where, what has been your favourite venue? I don't know. With DeLorean. With yeah. DeLorean. Oh. Right, with DeLorean. I was going to say, right, okay. No, no, no. Not while spreading your seeds, no. That narrows, that narrows it down good then. Yeah. Well, you've done four gigs. Ah, no, okay. no, 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 that was oh, yeah. yeah, it don't yeah, just mean an army, yeah. just in general, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. a group. I'm trying to think, what's have been the DeLorean best gig? Most mm. of the gigs have been at the Legion, but I think Flint's first. Flint's okay. It's been interesting. I, I'd, I'd like to hold off and say Pigstock, because really, I think DeLorean will go down really well at Pigstock. Well, we've not done With that the yet. bouncy cast, that's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm going to hold off. Because every other gig before it's been shit. Yeah, we're going to be playing on a fancy castle. They've all been good. They've all been good gigs. The Dozer's um, like reunion one. Right. That was pretty good. Is that good, was it? Well, yeah. it went, the, the set went well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was that long ago. I can't yeah. remember that one at all. The, the one yeah. we did with the Forgotten Sons where Flint was packed front to back. That was, oh, that okay. was awesome. Because yeah. 
I well, think everyone was like I was at it, I was yeah, watching not it. Murray was <laughs> That's right. He yeah. was there. So that you was a good gig. Have you had a lineup change since yeah. the last time yes. that I saw you? Like well, three, Murray yeah. was the drummer yeah. originally, yeah. and yeah. then we've had Phil in drummers since then. Yeah. We never actually replaced him. We just and got then Phil we recruited you. Yeah. We had Jamie Duncan, Keith Neal, Bill Scott. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because it was well played at the festival, right? So we're never going to replace myself for practice, but that was really good. But. And then yeah, we're, we're down to four piece now because uh, Steve's left the band. But yeah, yeah. yeah. logistically that's easier to find people to put you up as well. Well, it is, and, <laughs> and, and this is the original lineup anyway. Yeah, because yeah. Steve was added as an afterthought, and then he's left as a thought. Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Gone um, on to other things. So, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it's cool. But yeah, but you were at that gig. Yeah, I was at the gig at Flint. So I think awesome. that, that's probably is the best one because we didn't we did it without you. Yeah, I think that's probably is the better one. But I was there though, and like, doesn't matter. We played without you. Made you, it good. He got to see from the other side. Yeah, how good it was, and it made it good. I still got to hug you as well, Dave. So. Case, you did. You touched me. Nice sweaty Dave. That's the only reason I formed the time. It's just so I could hug Dave more. Filth, my Pretty much absolute filth, my And do you guys have any pre-gregor rituals when before you go on stage? No. Come on then. Split my seat. I've used that one. <laughs> I actually enjoy a bit of botany. Uh, <laughs> uh, I always like to have you. at least one beer. I don't yeah. like playing Stone Cold Sober. Yeah. Stone Cold Sober. Yeah. It takes the edge. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's like I'll, I'll, I can do like a three-hour-long gig. And not drop my sticks if I've had beers. But if I've not had any beers, my sticks will be fine. I'm sure I saw you. Did you not get quite nervous before you went on stage? Was it when John O'Groats or something like that when you were playing with Scalden Bragg? Oh, yeah, we got shit faced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got shit faced. Yeah. It's just, yeah, and it was a blazing sunshine day as well. Yeah, I got sunburned. Yeah. That was, yeah, I remember you getting quite drunk before that because you were quite nervous, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, I think we need to introduce her some kind a of ritual. ritual. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would I have a band? No, the only thing I do is all hold hands and I suppose I try not to eat before going on yeah. stage. Because yeah. you know, I'm fairly active generally, you know what I'm like. Yeah. And if I've had a big feed. Yeah, oh, it's God, sluggish and tired. And well, no, no, it's not that at all. It's just the skitter so and the farts. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody want wants to be sitting behind you. Oh, no, no. So. It's more an avoidance than a ritual. We should, have, we should pick a drink and do a shot every year. <gasps> I'd do a oh, shot every year. What I do is rainbows. <laughs> I haven't done it for a while, rainbows. but rainbows. If what you write down, all the rainbow? write down all the colours of the rainbow and stick them in a hat and then pull out that colour, and oh. that's the colour of drink you have to drink. Oh, that's cool. That could be lethal. That's great fun. The green could Abs be absinthe. It can be any. Like, is any what colour. we used to do was so do I'm that and go up to the barman and say, give us a drink with that colour. And oh, they yeah, can mix awesome. up drinks and uh, oh, oh, that could be a boring thing. All right, well you can come on and be our roadie and supply <laughs> yeah. the colour drinks. Uh, no, I'll mix them. I'll, I'll just go and oh, you give me the money them. and I'll go to the bar. All right. Yeah. That's that's cool. Cool. Well, you you aren't going to be scared, aren't you? And then we'll just put different drinks on the twister board. Twister. <laughs> Why have yes. you done that on stage? There's Jack Daniels. Now twister. Yeah. There's a. Crap participation thing. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a song a we can just jack? I like have a twister set at the house. 
more of a rock festival thing than a gig like Well, see, I don't like it when the stage is up like that. And the stage is up high. It doesn't allow you to get right into the crowd that easy. And especially you've got to compete with Because you do it quite a lot with Dozer as well. You get off, you get not off the stage, but you leave the performance area and wander amongst folk and get right up in people's faces. Do you do that sort of thing with Delorean as well? Yep, he does. Yes. Lovely. I'm going to make sure I'm at the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. As I say, you don't know what he's going to do. He's like a different person. He's terrifying all this. He disappeared around the street. people up the street. And one song. Where's he gone? Yeah. Could you not? He didn't have to wait for deals for a minute. I came back. Didn't miss a beat. No. The wife that came to film us, she started filming just as you left. And then she was kind of looking at us and we were like, I don't know where he's going. Yeah, she <laughs> stood there filming for ages, and then eventually you came back, and I think she'd stopped filming by then. So really, yeah. Oh, got fed up. Yeah. Way I don't know. There's nothing <laughs> planned. Joe's like that too. He goes wild on stage. And he uh, loses mind. He's sort of like Jamie Duncan. Occasionally fall asleep. One yeah. of those wizards. Just oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah. You do. <laughs> you do though. You, yeah, you got a wild side. Yeah, you do. Mind that gig when you pissed on everybody? Yeah, that's right. That was mental. Mind that gig when you broke a sling? Bloody interview. I you suppose get, if there's a you get wild in the back of a van as well. Oh yeah. 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 Well, what happens with you and Claire? Yeah. 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 Okay, Stop lowering the top. Up hell yeah, secrets. See, I'll spin that street again. All right. That's the botanics. Smith was there as well. Just Well, I don't care for the three of you involved. Lots of botanics. Just in case the listeners are wondering, though. Yeah. There was a photo of Smith licking my helmet. There was. I think, yeah, I think I took it. You should look on Facebook. Like, this is there. I take a minute to register. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, and we are up early with, a, with a, a helmet, as in a, a Viking helmet. I, I'm not going to say No that. further comment. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure you've got There's Viking gene here. It's bound to be a bit of a There's Viking a helmet. Use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I usually ask folk as well is what annoys you when you're gigging? Is there anything in particular? People on phones. If they're just looking. texting and yeah. looking at the phone, I don't care whether they're trying to arrange a kidney plant, transplant or something, but it, it's there's no... Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. A plant strand. Yeah, it's because it's uh, botanics again. Yeah, yeah. About botanics. Botanics. It's a botanic. It's a gardening interview. That's what the, we get told. The botanics isn't it? Yeah. They're maybe ordering more seeds online. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah, yeah. We'll be yeah. in the garden life after this. Mate, I tell you, we'll be in the Found bloody mags, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that, that really annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what bugs you at gigs? Uh, bugs. Shit yeah. sound when you can't hear everyone on oh, yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's probably. But I've had a few times. few gigs where you can't hear the other side of the stage, mm. and it's just you're having to look at everyone, guess where everyone else is playing. It's, it's nothing to do with anyone else, other than just the sound setup, and you can't yeah. hear anyone. So. Yeah. Uh, can I say your bit? Because yeah. I reckon it's like a drum match. Just using other oh, people's using other people's yeah. drum kits it pisses me off so much. And tonight I was really looking forward to it. Um, which is a lovely, lovely kit, mm -hmm. really nice setup. But the drummer hasn't got a drum mat, so the, when you're hitting the bass uh. drum, it slides forwards, which is going to scratch his lovely kit. But we could see if we maybe got one in the rock festival stuff. Yeah, it's just well, the guy should have brought it for his own kit. Yeah. I thought he's going to let everybody use it. Oh well, if you're not caring, I'll not. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just wouldn't find yeah. Such a shame, Although saying that the last, because I, you know, I should have a mat. But the last gig that we did, then 
I completely lost the plot and was in just a huge panic because I couldn't find my drum mat. Mm. But luckily, Superman Dave saved the day and oh. came with his his gigging mat. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just hoping this isn't going live because no, it's not going stairs. No, yeah. Not going out live. The guys are like. It's going to be like the, the kit end of the month. Get your own fucking kit. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, we'll lend you the rock festival kit. It's fine. Yeah. Stand yeah. like, ah, next time. <laughs> oh, he's pissed all over my cymbals and snare. It's left downstairs. Wait, That's what he did at the gig when he pissed on everyone. Yeah, I'm not speaking about Joel. Oh, the guy that was scared. So, as opposed to the the things that annoy you at gigs, what's the things that you find that? the most enjoyable or favourite part of gigs? Mm. Having a drum man. Bullet-hung gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that happens. What? That's good though when that happens. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a sh- that's a sign of appreciation. Yeah. If you if you get flashed by random folk. I thought you meant by cameras. I take it this happens that's more in Shetland rather than down here. No, no. I've seen a good few nude men down here. And, uh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. parts of other... The other sex. sex yeah. what, what is that? It's just women, isn't it? Females. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no, what's asexual? That's plants, isn't it? Plants. That's Bot- right. So botany. Botany. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. When, yeah, it's great when you go to a gig and there's lots of. Well, there's people there. Flesh on show. Foilage. Foilage. Yeah. Foilage. Foilage. Yes. <laughs> I, I think. Flesh is good too. Yeah. I like a lot of crowd participation. I like yeah. Look. And there's well, a lot like of crowds and they're up for it and they're really enjoying it. Yeah. And if they play any instruments too that I'm dishing out, that um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns into a bigger that band. Was, that thing. happened at Flint's with the, some drunk sailor guy. <laughs> what? That was like, oh, yeah. where the hell was he from? I don't Vietnam know, he was in a sailor outfit. Oh, that's the Norwegian fellow with the hat. Absolutely oh, wrecked yeah. out of his mind and Dave was trying to get him to play instruments. Give him an accordion. Yeah. Funny. Brilliant. Yeah. It was great. That's what, I, that's what I like because yeah. at least you know the crowd's along. getting into it. Sort of yeah. Thing. yeah. With this man, when, peop- when you can see people sing along and you can you can watch them and yeah. they're like, oh, I get, I know what song it is. Yeah. They're speaking and amongst yeah. the mates. Or they're yeah. laughing yeah. away. Yeah. 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 Laughing when you realise yeah. what you're doing. What song yeah. it is? Yeah. 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 That's that's a good bit. Yeah. Just ones up dancing, really. Yeah. Then you know that they're really enjoying it before they're dancing. It's annoying when you do go to gigs and then there's like a group of ones up dancing and. Then the rest of the ones just sitting there and the just ball. trying to look tough and, and not even move and they're like mm-hmm. it's the Spice Girls get up and dance what's wrong with yeah. you <laughs> I love it embrace it get out of here you're not going to dance to the Spice Girls <laughs> why, why would you leave your house exactly and some crowds are notoriously hard to crack as well particularly if you're like tonight you're running an earlier set oh well. yeah you want them to be so pissed. it's a bit quieter <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit quieter at oh, that time case. of night. There's not always necessarily a lot of people going to be around. So yeah. you've got to try and draw people in and get them moving, don't you? Well, yes and no, but I We've think to be honest, experiences are not going to Yeah, you break them. Yeah. That's it. Disco, disco until you break. And then you start That's it. Them. And then you know that the floodgates are open. That's right. At that time of the month has arrived. The plants are in season. Boom. <laughs> Botany. <laughs> Botany the hell out of this. You've got somewhere to stay for Spring has sprung. Bingo. There you go. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Look at that beautiful rose blossoming and opening up. So, no, I think I think our tactic generally is don't change our tactic because it no. um, doesn't matter what happens. And people usually get Well, no, we all, we all hit them hard yeah. and we just belt it out. Botany. And it doesn't matter. Whether it's early, late, or whatever, we still do what we do, and we we'll yeah. still break. Just do it at any time. We'll break the Whoever's there, we'll at the church, to pl- and we played safety dance at, what, in three seconds. Why? Why? Uh, yeah, we do that. It's my favourite song. Really, we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be here. 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the thing, whether it's seven. three people or fifty people, Gala's like, they, you get the point across. <laughs> it's safety dance by the Ramones almost. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, safety dances for, for, for the last eight years. Safety dance has been the first song of every New Year that I have played, just after midnight. Really? Yeah, it's I love wow. the safety dance, um, and it stems from a party that I went to. I, well, I can't remember. Yeah. You can sing it with me. Oh God, no! Yeah, I can dance. Up. I can do the dance in the middle of the floor. You can dance if you yeah. want to. Yeah. You can leave if you don't. Nobody will. Now you probably will. I'll leave Smith. Smith, 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 well, he's not if he's not dance, <laughs> if I dance, then no friend of mine. No friend of mine. No. <laughs> you can dance, you yeah. can sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> just to round up everything tonight. Round, round, round. Instead of being square, you can be round. I was going to ask about the name. Obviously, there's a, a, a story behind the name that you've got. Hmm. Why? Why did you call yourself Delorean? I'm going to answer to this. Go on, Joe. Joe, speak. <laughs> Speak. Please. Speak. Please. Please. Mr. Robertson. It's because we're a hunk of metal that'll take you back. <gasps> back Isn't in time. We're a uh, hunk of metal that will take you back. Yeah. I thought he was coming with the real story. I That's thought he was going to dribble out some absolute classic bullshit, but yeah, you just come like with a little nugget of gold. That is metal. fantastic. I like that line. Yeah. A hunk great. of metal that'll take you back. It's like the back of a Flux 88. And it's obviously a bit of a reference to. The past. Back to the future. Back to the future. Back to the future. Yeah. It's back to the future, but it's like the essence was you're playing tunes from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, okay. So it's like in, in, a, in a way, we're at the whole end. Yeah. And we were trying to. Yeah, flux capacitor. Well, that's flux. Yeah, yeah, flux egg. Time space. Time space continuum. But when you come back, don't bring any of the old seeds back with you because then it has effect on the current botany. The pollination of everything. And don't deflower anything in the past. Because it could be your mother. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's happened before. Bit of a Calvin Klein going on there. Yeah. 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 Hey, I see where you're going there. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I think it was. It was pretty much we were coming around about something that's going to represent something classic from back in the day. I was going to DeLorean, classic car, classic from a classic movie, and it was an icon. Really? It is an icon. I mean, you see the DeLorean. And it looks. Doesn't matter how it's done like this. It's sort of like you know, you know, it's Back to the Future. It's old school. I'm going to have to get one of them T-shirts. I like. <laughs> like the number plate, it's great. Yeah. And it looks good with breasts. This was designed by Kieran yeah. yeah. Tom. Have we tried that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Annie looked awesome. <laughs> he got caught yeah. about three different ones. Yeah. Try this one on. Smaller, smaller, and she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make vests by any chance? No. <laughs> well, but we're looking at that, though. Yeah. We're going to do that. We've got an idea for the next t shirt design. You yeah. could make them into vests, though. I usually do, yeah. <laughs> Just give me no, I've cut my sleeves and stuff off yours as well. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they sleeved and necked the t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You necked the t-shirt? I uh, cut the neck off it. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 I said, the neck? No. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Put it in a blade. It's a t-shirt. <laughs> I think I destroyed my skull and brag t-shirt. Did you? <laughs> well, I just took it and cut oh. it all the way across here, yeah. and now it pretty much falls off, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> A couple of stitches in well, it, it's okay. Scarf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still got it's still got sleeves and stuff on it, but yeah, so the neck of it's that sort of wide. It's yeah. Just, yeah. A sleeve. Yeah. It's fine. Sleeve. Sleeve yeah. or a sleeve. Kind of like a t-shirt. We know. A, a sleeve. A scarf of sleeves. Oh. Or sleeves with a scarf. <laughs> There's a Jesus. What
You it's like a slanket, a blanket with sleeves. I've There's got one no of them. I got one of them for Christmas. Nice and cozy. A slanket? Yeah. That's probably wanking. That's what you need tonight. <laughs> what? I'll bring, I'll bring the slanket for you. Yeah, that'll be a costume yeah. for tonight. Oh, yes. She didn't get one at the charity shop. She got you a dog blanket as a cloak or something. <sighs> a dog blanket as a coat? Cloak. A cloak. See, we have yeah. no idea what he does. Yeah. Gig to gig. Like, yeah, one time we were on stage, well, ready to go, and he comes on stage in an inflatable unicorn costume. <laughs> That's true. That was I, at a wedding. That was great. That wasn't a wedding. Was it was not the, the, the emu was the wedding. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was wearing an emu for the wedding. Yeah. And the unicorn, I don't know where the hell that's even gone. Yes, we are bookable for weddings. We, yeah, yes, we, we are. Do, we, do we do weddings, parties, funerals, funerals anything. <laughs> Obviously yes. you've got this on tonight, but do you have anything else planned for the future? You were speaking about pig, pig stock? Yeah, pig stock. We, yep. I think that's the next <coughs> one. Rockfest. <coughs> I will message him after this and see, because I'm sure you were down for it. I don't think we're playing Rockfest. But we can. We've not been asked. But if you two are free, then we can. We're going to be yeah. here anyway. So. Um, and we've got... Um, we can do safety dance. There's a day. youth gig coming up. We've got Pigstock, possibly possibly Rockfest, Muriel, and then a swimming pool gig. And I think that's the four that we've got concrete. Well, we're not too sure about the Rockfest. But yeah, when we get back, it's Pigstock, Muriel, and then Scarlet Swimming Pool. Mm-hmm. It's good doing the swimming pool gigs because you can mosh in the pool and. I've never and heard uh, of gigs in the pool. That, because because no one does it. Yeah. This is one of Dave's ideas. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it right. works. Oh, it's great. The sound's brilliant. Strumless pool would be good for that. I don't yeah. know if this pool. Well, no, this pool would probably be, be quite good as well, actually. Well, as long as you've got enough space for the band to set up on the drive in. Yeah. And then those who don't want to swim can still stand on the viewing mm-hmm. area and do what they do at a gig. And everyone else who wants to get wet can the just dive bomb bar. or chill out I in the jacuzzi. I take it this is something that they do back home, do they? Or do you? No? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, considering, yeah. we're considering. Not, not Shetland back home. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For the sw- for the swimming pool gig, we're considering doing a themed water set. Yes, that's yeah. right. So yeah. songs by Wet Wet Wet, etc. Aqua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has to be done. You need to come up for this. I know. I just want to move to Shetland. Far easier. My entire social life's up there anyway. <laughs> anyway, we better round this up. Thank you very much, guys, for speaking. So. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You're welcome. Booyaka <laughs> share. Booyaka. <laughs> <laughs>
we were down for I think the back of nine o'clock, half nine, just for them starting, and even then I think they were they were waiting for Pandy to turn up for a while because obviously he I think he'd been playing at the boogie nights. He was oh, doing yes. boogie along nights, with yes, Will, along our with Will. Will. Uh, so yeah, that was a, a Indiana Jones moment, sliding in, grab the guitar and get <laughs> on stage sort of thing. I think so, but um, no, it was pretty good. Uh, me and Smid ended up going to Fusion because <laughs> it was Pity Kirsty from uh, the Motorhouse's birthday, so we all went uh, checked in and whatnot. Came back uh, after going to see some of the Forgotten Sons boys who were down for a stag do. And when we went back over to the motorhouse, this boy bounced out the door rather sweatily, half naked, and sort of spat in the middle of the car park in front of me and Inga from Salon 7, which was very charmed by, I think. So, <laughs> but um, Smid just stood and looked at me and says, I'll be back in a minute, and legged it in the door. <laughs> and I think by the sounds of it, he'd done sort of three and a half minute mosh, tops off, bouncing around the floor, slid off really. And, yeah, uh, and then arrived back at the door fully dressed <laughs> it, it, again. It, so. it, it was an interesting experience. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a bit longer next time. And all I got when he came back out the door was had to be done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, it was really fantastic. I unte- unintentionally ended up in fusion on Saturday night. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the thing when drinks in, wits out, and suddenly you go, oh, I'm in fusion. It was actually a really <laughs> good night. And I know we, we tend to speak mostly about live music, but it was Mark Waters DJing, so the, yeah, the, yeah. the, sound, the music fab. choice was brilliant oh, on Saturday night. We like that. So. I, I even forget fusion exists nowadays. I know. It's yeah. like, it's been, it must have been at least two years since I was last in it. So. Another sign of me age, maybe. <laughs> it's still busy, so... I don't know. It was a, it was a good thing because it means it meant I stayed sober on Sunday because I was at Live Jive. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we were raising money for uh, Macmillan uh-huh. uh, and inviting new people to come along and join our Jive class that we've and got that was, going on. That in, in Standing Stones. That was in the Standing Stones. The Bigsy Waltz played for us. Awesome. Rearranged awesome. their set list so that they would have Jive in tunes, and halfway through it, managed to throw in a little bit of ACDC. <laughs> And the jivers still managed to jive to yeah. it. <laughs> it was, uh, so you can dance to anything. You can indeed. It was it was an absolutely fantastic night, and we raised uh, quite a lot of money for the charities. Ended up at five hundred and seventy pounds, oh, yeah, well and done. it was very very well attended. So, mm-hmm. thanks to everybody that came. That's cool. And what took for another one? Uh, yeah, there's uh, one coming up in September. So. Excellent. We'll we'll give that a shout close at the time. Excellent. Yeah, there's quite a lot coming up in this next while as well. So. Um, this week is obviously for anybody that doesn't know, uh, or anybody that lives out east, it's the Strumna Shopping Week. Uh, so there's, I think there's quite a lot going on. Um, last night would have been Electric Mother as well. Uh, and I, I think um, the cartel played yesterday. Tonight there's uh, Triple and Skeldro and a couple of other things. Portsoy pipe bands up. Um, on Friday night I, I know of a band called Mother's Ruin that's coming up from Inverness. I think they're quite blues and rock. I'm not... I'm not don't know much about them, but they sound pretty good. I think it'd be quite good. I think the singer born here. I saw a Facebook update. He's going back home to his birthplace. He said, and mm-hmm. he... so yeah, that'll so be quite a good worth a look. I think. Where have they been? In the Stromness Legion. So anybody through in Stromness on Friday night, head through to the Stromness Legion, or also alternatively go and see Electric Mother also playing in Stromness <laughs> that night. Are they in the bandstand or are they in the pub? I think they're, they're in the, the bandstand, bandstand yeah. yeah. Earlier on, I think it's seven o'clock or something. Around seven, yeah, I don't think there's an actual... Mm-hmm. Well, they played when the rafts came in on last night, so... Oh, that's right, There's yeah. no real time for that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what's happening on Friday night to signal them to start playing, but... Mm-hmm. 
bandied on or not, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a help. So. Um, also on Friday as well, there's the Trongate Rum Riots. I don't know if anybody remembers them. Mm-hmm. They came up and headlined for us at the Rock Festival last year. They're actually heading out to Pappy on Friday night to play, I don't know, it's, is it the Pappy Gyro Nights or something this weekend or just no, because? Really. I think it's maybe just because. But yeah, they're also coming into town and playing on, in the St. Ola Hotel Sunday session on from four o'clock on Sunday. So that should be quite a good laugh. It's not the whole band, from what I know, because they're staying at the house, and I don't think we, don't, well, we might have had room for them all. But I know some of them are staying at the house. So, so, and it's because it's in the front bar. I would imagine it wouldn't be the whole band there. I think it's maybe just. That's some what I was going to They're basically just going to kick Craig Rendell out the way. Probably, yeah. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Quite neat>. out. <laughs> I think you'd want him to sell back into that band thing. You'd fit in with him, no problem. Hey, um. And then also coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got the Hoi Hooli, which is now sold out. But uh, the lineup for it looks pretty good. It's got um, Billy Budge and the Heli Hall Hound Dogs, uh, Saltfish Forty and the Cartel playing on the Friday, and then the Ian Cooper Experience, Bad Apple and the Chair playing on the Saturday. So I think I kind of wish I'd gotten a ticket for that. Actually, yeah, but, yeah um, I was very tempted. But yeah, um, tough luck. I think is what it's, yeah. it's called now. If you don't have a ticket. <laughs> Uh, and then also on the 28th is uh, uh, Ruby Rendell playing in the Sound Archive as well and Arlene G is playing along with her later on. So that sounds like it could be quite a good night too. Uh, then we're into August, which is actually quite scary because you don't think it's that no, quickly come around. As Scott's in found out. The nights are fairly dry. When, when's August? <laughs> it's two weeks ago. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got no idea. Yeah. So yeah, on the 2nd of August, it's the Rod Stewart tribute, tribute Act at the Picky Centre. So you can get your tickets for the Picky Centre if you want that. And then we're heading into County Show Weekend after that. Yeah. Uh, Got a wee thing on the 4th of fourth of August, uh, out in Sandy. Oh yeah, uh, so. Ray O'Neill's playing the Kettles Hotel. Oh, oh lovely. Believe it or not. Sandy yeah. Silka Weekend. Yeah, Sandy Silka Weekend. Right. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm booked into the Kettletoft Hotel. There's going to be some pretty handsome kayakers out there as well. So they might be thirsty by the time you start playing. I've even heard there may be a a guest appearance by Mr McCormack. (laughs) (laughs) Mr Soundman. Are you doing sound? (laughs) Not for sound. No actual playing. Getting the guitar. A couple of tunes. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. That should be your new theme theme tune, actually. I just thought Mr Soundman. (laughs) 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 No. Just for a bit of a laugh. So. Yeah, then we're in the county show weekend anyway. Yes. <laughs> Moving <You're sorry>. on. <laughs> Are you going to introduce Sandy Folk to Red Fang? I could, yeah. I suppose, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> sorry, Claire. Carry That's on. sort of my go-to, go-to in-between bands music, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Skaldon Bragg and Wayward playing. No, not us particularly, but Skaldon Bragg and Wayward are both playing on Doombie Show Night out at the, the market stands there on the back are of the trailer. Are Wayward playing? Well, it's Wayward that's organised it with Skeldon Bragg, I think. So. I thought I'd seen something that one of them could... I'd they can't play the Friday night. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> yes. To be sure it's Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> on, the, on the Friday night, Skeldon Bragg are playing in the Motorhouse. Uh, in, on the 10th, the night before County Show, which is going to be unusual, having a band that night. Mm-hmm. But anybody that's not giving a monkey's about getting up early to see the coos, I suppose, they can always go out and have a night out. Yeah. So I think it's your school reunion that night as well. It is, yes. <laughs> so that should so be busy. Be, I'm doing the set list for, for the... Oh, yeah? I'm in charge of the cheesy oh, well. music, so it's going to be 90s. Press play and leg it 90s, to the motor and then 90s, go back again. 90s dance. <laughs> yeah. 
we've, we've got saltfish for hockey planes. Have you? Later on. So. Ah, that sounds better. But you can only come to that if you went to school with me. So. <laughs> uh, well, I was here above you, and we had ours last year, and that was enough, I think. So it was good fun, but I don't know if I'd do it twice. Um, yeah, and then County Show Night itself, there's the chair and the cartel playing at the County Show Dance, which I think might be quite a good laugh. It's £10 on the door, or you can buy tickets beforehand, and it's 18 and over. And the Sound Archive also have the Bon Jovi Tribute Act, which is Wrong Jovi. I think that sounds like quite a laugh, actually. So, yeah, I think that's more or less brought us up to date with uh, what's going on in the next few weeks. If anybody knows of anything else, give us a shout and we'll stick a shout on the page for it. Yeah, give us a shout or stick a message on our Facebook page and we'll we'll see a personal message or a Facebook post or whatever. We'll, We'll try and advertise it. That's a, that was a lot to take in, my brain's kind of fried now. It's a lot to see as well, I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit dry now actually. <laughs> oh well, we'll take a break anyway and go to the final part of our Fit to Work series. Andrew spoke to guitarist Daniel Firth, who you might also know as the bass player for Metal Giant's Cradle of Filth. <laughs> Daniel Firth is a Glasgow-based musician who grew up playing guitar and metal cover bands here in Orkney. Nearly six years ago, he was picked up to play bass by what is probably the world's foremost extreme metal band, Cradle of Filth. Since then, he has written material for the band and toured extensively around the world, becoming a core band member. More recently, Daniel used some of his downtime to link up with three of his school friends to form Fit to Work, which played last year's Orkney Rock Festival and have a second EP on the way later this year. I spoke to Daniel following six months of heavy touring and he told me about the years leading up to joining Cradle and what it's been like being part of the band. Daniel, you're best known for being a member of Cradle of Filth, but everybody has to start somewhere. Can you take me through your, your early days in music? Uh, well, I suppose it all started uh, in Orkney with uh, Chicken Wing, a band that a few folks might still remember. But um, that's a band that I started with a bunch of other Orkidian guys when we were still in school. And uh, when we actually started the band, I don't think any was played or even owned instruments we just decided this guy's doing this this guy's doing this right. and we set about trying to save up to buy the instruments yeah 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 my so, parents were uh, nice enough to let me uh, hold the practices in our garage so that was pretty cool yeah and i mean it, it was pretty similar music to to the stuff you're into now and the stuff you play now is that right well we definitely aspired to do that sort of stuff i would say but then uh, trying to do all the the metal songs maybe a bit of a challenge to start with so we kind of uh, we knew our limitations to an extent, so we'd play some of the more yeah. simple rock stuff, really. Yeah, I but mean, you know that that was kind of the thing. Was was by the time you left Orkney, you know, having played Chicken Wing stuff, you were pretty proficient in music and that style of of music. Um, well, I, I guess I wasn't too bad. You know, it was definitely great practice. Like we were, we would set each other songs to to learn each week. I think we would take it turn about each week to choose a song that we wanted to learn, and we had kind of a, a raffle that we did as well because. Uh, we all had so many songs that we wanted to play. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was great uh, motivation to, to learn the instrument. Was there doing any, all these covers each week. Any big influences, at, at, like musical in- influences at that time? Um, well, I suppose the, the big metal bands like uh, Metallica and Iron Maiden are big influences. I think it was uh, listening to Metallica that first inspired me to start playing the guitar. But uh, during the course of, of Chicken Wing, you know, it was on the go for, what, three or four years or something like that? Right. Well, at least, um, you know, solidly. 
and throughout that period I was just diving headlong into into metal like getting more and more extreme right right okay and so you know there's a huge list of influences I guess but yeah but you know we never went quite so far as playing um, death metal and, and chicken wing for example except for you know the odd little blast beat now and again or something which was more for a laugh than anything right okay uh, can you take me through the, the period after you moved away from Orkney what, what, what year would that have been um, I would, I'd have been 19 so I guess that was 2005 right okay thank you and did you did yeah. you have plans to dive immediately into the the music scene and, and into music or you know did you have any sort of plan at that time in mind or not I, did, I didn't really have a a set plan. I suppose it was more of a long-term sort of thing that I, I had this vision of, of starting my own project eventually, but it's one of those things that sort of keeps getting put off, I guess. Right. I, don't, I think, to be honest, when I went to when I went down south for the first time, I didn't really um, I didn't really motivate myself enough to get playing gigs. Okay. So I didn't actually play live uh, in the big cities until I was in my twenties, well into my twenties. Right. Right. And it was it was at that point that things really started kick, kicking off, really. Was there any reason, do you think, that you didn't kind of dive straight into to gigs? I mean, did you find it, it might seem a funny thing to say now, is kind of what I'm getting at, that you, you know, were you intimidated? I suppose that there was an element of that, indeed. I, I was also a bit highly strung as well, like, I sounds horrible to say it now, but then there was, like, one guy in uni, he was, he was a drummer, and he said, oh, maybe I'd like to have a jam sometime, and I was, uh, you know, so highly strung about the whole metal thing, that I said, oh, I'm not sure if you can actually manage to play that sort of stuff, which right. is such a nasty thing to say to somebody. <laughs> Right. You know, he was wanting to he was wanting to rock out some Foo Fighters covers or something like that, and you know these days I'd be right into that. Yeah. yeah but you yeah. know, it's, it's a problem with the metal sometimes. It's a bit elitist, but thankfully I kind of grew out of that right. for the most part. I think. Okay. Okay. So I mean, this is this must be the question you get asked all the time. But can you take me through how you got in tow with with Cradle of Filth and and sort of you know the 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 years leading up to that and because you were it was. A project called uh, Man Must Die, was it? That you sort of led you into meeting the people who would put you in touch with Cradle of Filth? Yeah, that's exactly it. It was um, a Glasgow death metal band called Man Must Die. Um, I'd actually been playing with a singer in a Misfits tribute band. And uh, that's how I got involved in Man Must Die. And about a year after I'd first met him, not even quite that long, went down to record something in Ipswich in England. And the producer was a guy called Scott Atkins, who also produces Cradle of Filth. And uh, we worked together for a, a few days recording the single. And then I got a phone call about a, a week afterwards saying that uh, Cradle were looking for a bassist and they'd asked Scott to recommend somebody. And he thought that was a good fit for the job. Right, okay. So what what it, year would that have kind of been? That was 2012. Right, okay. okay. And about springtime 2012. Right, so so what happened next? I mean, there was a, a, a kind of festival you were going to go to? Well, yeah, first there was the, the album recording. That's basically what they wanted me for, the album right. recording. And uh, so I went down and did that over the course of uh, four four days, I think. And then when I got back home, you know, I was absolutely buzzing with the whole experience. And uh, I went online to see if they had any tour dates coming up, because, of course, I knew they were still without a bassist. And I noticed that they had uh, a show at the Back End Festival coming up in Germany, right. which uh, I'd been going to for years beforehand as a, as a punter. It's like one of my favourite places in the world. It's like... A mecca for metalheads, right? Okay. And so, I, so I sent an email to the band manager saying, "I noticed you got this gig. Are you looking for somebody to, to step in for it?" And uh, she said, uh, "Yep, I think this is going to work. Just let me uh, talk to Danny Filth, and he'll give you a phone call. We'll see if it's going to work." Right. That must have been a weird thing to hear. You know, someone say, "Yeah, let me talk to Danny Filth." And 
Um, it was a bit strange. It was it was strange speaking to him on the phone for the first time as well. Right. I mean, yeah. he must be someone you, you you know pretty well now. You know. Oh yeah, we're we're bosom buddies now. Yeah, yeah. So, what was it like to play that festival? Um, having gone there as a, a punter for years, and then you know you're actually up on. I, I imagine you were on one of the biggest stages. Yeah, it's uh, the main stage. It was it was pretty daunting that one. I'd say we had uh, luckily we had a warm up show two days beforehand. Right. And I was I was very glad of that because you know my first show if that was uh, the back in festival that would have been extremely daunting. Right. Okay. I kind of got a lot of the nerves out of the way on the first show, yeah. the the warm up one. And then when it came to back, and I was a bit more comfortable. But you know, looking back in the the videos of that one, I still think I'm a little bit a bit stiff on stage. I would say. Right. Okay. You know, but it went okay. I think under the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, one of the big things is that you transitioned from being a a guitar player to to a bass player. Um, mm-hmm. How how was that? Um. Well, um, I suppose it started with uh, the Misfits tribute, and. Um, oh, so you're based on that. Yeah, I was playing bass in the Misfits Tribute to start with, and, you know, it was a big old set list to learn, and uh, I still right into it, and it was so much fun, I really enjoyed playing the bass, and then when it came to Man Must Die, it was a big step up again, as in, it's like death metal stuff, quite technical, so it, uh, it took quite a lot of effort, and I, I was just spending all my free time practicing the bass at that point, trying to get up to speed with these songs, so when it came to playing with Cradle, even though I'd only been playing bass for about seven or eight months at that time, I'd pretty much been playing bass non-stop for all that time so um right yeah i had a, a decent grounding at that point but still loads to learn of course okay okay so i'm gonna kind of skip ahead a bit here but since you joined cradle of filth you've you've toured consistently um what have you done just within the last year um the last year most of the touring has happened uh, from january to to may this year okay uh, we had a uk tour back in october and we had a festival in Japan slightly before that, and a few summer festivals, but um, it was a little bit sporadic last year. It was January this year when it all really kicked off, and I was pretty much on the road for four months straight. Right. Just okay. uh, starting off in Europe, and then um, there's Russia, Israel, and then all over South America, Central America, North America. And we did a couple of festivals in um, the Philippines and Indonesia. We did Japan, and then we finished off in Australia. Right. So how do you feel about that touring element of, of being in the band? Because obviously it takes up a huge chunk of your, your year every time you do it. But, you know, for a lot of musicians, that's that's the dream. Yeah, well, I see it as a great way to spend my time. I mean, it's, it's always a great experience being on the road and you get to see so much and meet lots of interesting people. And, um, you know, it's not like it's a, a holiday either. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm earning my earning my crust and run the road as well. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, to be honest, I'd rather be touring a bit more than we are at the moment. Um, what What is the, the rest of your, your year like? You know, what's it taken up with? I imagine you have to, do you have to, you know, you sort of have to keep gig fit, if that makes sense, to to go away and tour um, <clears throat> in terms of like, you know, playing music and stuff. So what, what do you get up to the rest of the time? Well, in terms of staying gig fit, I do try and play as much as possible when I'm at home, like with, with bands and practicing and everything. And that's part of the reason uh, I wanted to start Fit to Work, just so that I could uh, carry on playing gigs when I was back home. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's been going well so far. We've, although just as we were starting to get a, a real impetus going last year and getting loads of gig offers, that's when I had to head off with Cradle for four months. So right, okay. Just kind of put on hold for a bit. But it's all building up again now. Yeah, because you've got a second EP that's, that's not far away, is that right? 
yeah, it's, it's almost all recorded now. And yeah. then we're going to get it mixed and mastered. And we're definitely going to have out well in time for September 1st when we're having a, an EP launch gig. Okay. So we've given ourselves plenty of time for that. So what's it Just, like, you know, going from recording and stuff? Because you've done a, a fair bit of recording and, and writing with Cradle of Filth now, haven't you? Yeah, I've been uh, contributing to the last two albums. I've recorded the last three, but uh, the first one I did was already written by the time I, I was on board. Right, okay. But, uh, but yeah, the last two have been heavily involved in the writing. So what was that like? I mean, was it, did you, you would have been very, very familiar with their previous work, you know, having to having to tour it and stuff. So <clears> did you know what they kind of wanted? Did you have an idea of, of what they wanted from you, do you think? Well, you say they, but then by the time we were writing that first album that I was involved in, I was actually the, the third most senior member. So um, <laughs> the only the only guys who had been in the band longer than me were Danny Filth himself and the drummer. Right. So in that way, it was really quite democratic. It wasn't a case of, you know, me and Cradle of Filth, you know. It was just uh, each member had their own say and what we what direction we thought the album should take. And um, I was I was very conscious of uh, what the band's done before, you know, because it's such a well-established band, fans have certain expectations, and you can't really deviate too far from it. But then I and the other guys, I think, also wanted to you know, make our own mark on it and do something that was a bit original as well. Right. So I think we, I think we struck a nice balance between you know, the sticking with the, the established style of Cradle, but also doing something new and interesting. Okay, so what's it like interacting with the the fans with Cradle of Filth? Because it's such a huge, huge band, and 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 I mean, really, amongst that fan base, you're now a a, a famous person, I guess. Uh, what's that been like? Well, it was it was bizarre to begin with, definitely. Like especially when you go to certain countries and they're a bit more, you know, rabid, I guess. Like uh, you know, uh, hanging out outside the the exit of the venue, and then when you leave, it's all all screams and, and phones being whipped out and one autographs and stuff. Yeah. Doesn't happen everywhere, but you know. Yeah. It was it was very weird to begin with. I'm more used to it now. Right. How did I you handle, that point How did you handle that at first and how, how do you handle it now? Well, at first to be honest, I felt like a bit of an imposter because you know, I just joined the band and, and suddenly I was I was being put in this pedestal by by the fans. <laughs> I wouldn't say I feel like I deserve it more now, but it's certainly not quite so strange anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, you know, what's your sort of story? It, unfortunately, that is not that sort of success doesn't come to to a lot of musicians. You know, you you've I guess you've been quite lucky with the the sort of things that's happened to you. Um, how how has it changed your your relationship with with music, both in terms of the business and and something that you were always passionate about? Um, getting some degree of success. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that it was like all down to luck because obviously, you, you know, you put in the work and they never would have hired you if you weren't at a certain level of, of skill. Um, mm-hmm. So, but you know, that's, you got to that level of skill because you were passionate about it, you did it in your spare time. Uh, mm-hmm. So has your sort of attitude to, to work, to, to music changed at all? Um, I wouldn't say it's changed vastly. I mean, I want to come back from Cradle, I, I still want to, do a lot of the same stuff that I used to. I don't feel like my passion for it's diminished or anything. Right. Um, like, well, I suppose that's why I want to start Fit to Work because when I get home from Cradle, it's not like uh, I'm done with music for that time. I want to carry on um, you know, putting my energies into it. Right, right. Is there anything that you sort of want to achieve 
with music that you don't think you've really had the opportunity to do yet? Because I mean, you've you've written for you know albums that have have gone out worldwide and stuff like that. But is there anything in your head that you you still want to do? Oh, there's there's plenty. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, with Cradle, it's always kind of like standing on the shoulders of giants. Whereas what I'd like to do is um, you know build something up from the ground, like uh, with Fit to Work, for example. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I've got all these. Um, these various ideas for projects. I've always wanted to do a just a, a metal project for for years, but I've never quite got around to recording it or playing any shows or anything. I think that's uh, that's the main thing really that I I want to do eventually. Right. Okay. Okay. And I but mean, the the great thing about Fit to Work is it it's um, it's relatively simple music, and uh, really the reason I want to start Fit to Work is to just get playing gigs as often as possible when I'm at home. Right. So that's uh, that's the real goal behind that. I would say. But they're beyond putting quite a lot of effort into the recordings as well. They're they're turning out really good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, does the the process to to writing for Cradle of Filth and writing with with Fit to Work, um, when you compare them, are they vastly different, or is it you know because it just seems like one had, would have all this this sort of process and business behind it, and then one is just a really sort of scrappy, um, you know, just you four guys putting something together. Uh, is there a big difference there? Yeah, there definitely is a big difference. Um, with Fit to Work, we can jam out the songs once once we've written them. Whereas with Cradle, it's it's a bit more difficult to do that because we've got members all over the world. Like, there's two guys in Czech Republic, two guys in England, one last in Canada, and myself in Scotland. Right. So we can all just meet up down in the rehearsal room and, and try out our ideas. We've got to record our ideas and send them to each other. Yeah. And so I bounce them back up each other that way. Which, um, it's not an ideal, ideal situation, but I think uh, with the effort, it, the end results are are generally quite good. Right. It does take a bit more effort though, I think, and you know, sometimes communication's a little difficult when it's all being done over email. I mean, something that might take you uh, an hour to get across any emails back to back and forth to each other could be sorted out in five minutes if you just talk face to face with instruments in hand. So yeah, that's the the main difference between the two, I would say. Right, but you you know, aside from those sort of that um, difficulties with communication. Otherwise, it's it's as free as writing with fit to work. You know, is, are, are there any right. restrictions? What? Well, no, I would say there's more freedom fit to work. I think um, in fit to work, we're quite open to do all sorts of weird, wonderful things. Whereas with Cradle, as, as I said before, there's kind of expectations about uh, what the band is, and uh, you know, in a way, limitations on what can be done. Um, in terms, I, I kind of wanted to go back to something I, I asked you at the start. Um, in terms of influences and, and sort of things that, you know, now that music is your, your job, um, are there things that get you excited about music now that didn't when you were younger? Has, has that changed at all? Are you sort of into the same stuff you always were? Um, well, my tastes, I wouldn't say they've changed so much over the years. It's expanded. I mean, there's loads of different things I, I enjoy these days that I, I wouldn't have given much time when I was a teenager. Right. Um, I still listen to a lot of metal, of course, but I don't find myself listening to the the newer metal bands quite so much. Mm-hmm. I've always had this habit of sort of delving further into the past, you know, discovering old bands' discographies and stuff. Anything like recently, Well, recently I've, I've really been getting into Simon and Garfunkel, for, yeah, example, for example. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty much the soundtrack for my last four months on the tour. On, on tour. Right. I was just the, the first album. 
playing. Sorry? I was just picturing you sort of playing along to Simon and Garfunkel on the the same instruments you uh, you play with Freddie <laughs> Filth. Yeah. Well, the first album, Wednesday Morning 3 AM, that was kind of my um, my go-to album when I was you know, lying in bed after a long day and you know, trying to trying to get to sleep when my head was still you know buzzing from the gigs or whatever. Right. That's a great album. That one. Yeah. So, Very relaxing because you know when you're playing when you're playing metal gigs every night and there's often a lot of metal being played backstage and the support band's playing metal, 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 metal. It's yeah. just a bit too much, really, and you want to wind down something else occasionally. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like eating the same meal over and over. Yeah, and exactly. Over. Yeah, yeah. So what's uh, what's in the future for you now? Uh, you mentioned the, the Fit to Work EP. You've got some more, more gigs with um, Cradle of Filth. Anything, anything else you've got coming up that you're excited about? Uh, well, we've got this uh, EP launch, Fit to Work, on the 1st of September. So that's going to be a, a good show, and a bunch more in the pipeline as well. We're right. just kind of st- uh, trying to build up shows once again after I, you know, put a span on the work by buggering off for four months. <laughs> and uh, there's also talk of getting a new Cradle album on the go again already. Right. Okay. It's uh, pretty much as soon as the touring ends, it's time to start writing the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm well into that. And what I mentioned earlier about doing my own thing as well. Yeah, I'd say I'm getting a bit better at the old home recording. Right. I've got some decent equipment now and starting to build up my skills in that so um it could be a good time to start getting some demos done for that sort of stuff as well cool so a lot to look forward to yeah good stuff um okay that that's great dan um thanks very much for for talking to me for this rock festival podcast interview no problem i had fun this is colin finley and you're listening to the hotly live wire podcast So guys, it's five weeks till Orkney Rock Festival. It's quite scary, actually. <laughs> um, there's something organised this weekend in preparation for it, isn't it? The uh, is it a rock and knit day at a yarn, which yeah. is uh, Annie Glue Shop on Albert Street. Yeah, we've got a few youngsters and maybe not so youngsters coming along, have playing a tune outside and just a day of busking and stuff. Yeah, and the chance to come along, have a yarn to the committee. A, a yarn <laughs> to the committee. Um, well, Annie's Annie's done some special edition netwear. I was seeing that. So you it can looks see on her see on her Facebook page. Um, it's pretty cool. And we're going to be selling because they're a well, rock festival main event tickets are on sale now online and mm-hmm. in Arcadian bookshop and Sinclair office supplies and Stromness. So, and you can pick up a ticket on Saturday first because we'll be. Mm-hmm. Punting raffle tickets and main event tickets down the street. Hopefully it'll be a sunny day. So Fingers crossed. Yeah. And the raffle, um, part of the proceeds of the raffle this year is going to the Orkney Charitable Trust as well. So, like last year we did the Orkney Deaf Children's Society and we raised over £300 for them. So we're hoping to try and do something similar this year and give, uh, with it being for the year of the young person, give to a charity that supports young people. So... We thought the the Orkney Charitable Trust was quite a good one to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do we have in the raffle this year? We have a Northlink tickets again, Aberdeen, Lerwick, Kirkwall, mm-hmm. for four people in a car and a cabin, a vehicle and a cabin, return trip. Um, so it's good for South Folk as well to buy tickets because they get another trip to Orkney. Yeah, exactly. And it, it doesn't need to be just used the one way, just getting from Orkney to somewhere. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. A, a, another 
is it ninety pounds worth of tattoo for free Eric Grieve? Mm-hmm. Which again could be used in Edinburgh as well as up in Orkney. So yeah, he's based yeah. in sometimes in Glasgow. He's in the shop yeah. in Glasgow, mm-hmm. Edinburgh, Orkney as well, Southern Seven. And the usual Highland Park and Scapa and yep. and Cash. Plus loads more. Yeah. <laughs> Band merch. Some folk be once they Ray gets his tour T-shirt, he'll throw in a, a free tour T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so if any bands want to donate any merch to the cause, then uh, please give us a shout and we'll organise that with you as well. So. Yeah, that's it. And anyone wants to volunteer to help out at the festival as well? We what? do have a small list of volunteers, but we could do a few more right enough. So. Yeah. Um, the committee isn't as big as it was, and unfortunately some of us work shifts and some of us are, are going to be away. At the time, and rates in normally. Yeah. And a couple other folks. So any help would be much appreciated. If anybody wants to lay hands on, you'll get a discounted ticket uh, for the day. Um, what we do is we're trying to work it as a fee system, the same as some of the bigger festivals. You pay your bond for your ticket, you turn up, you do your shift, and then we'll give you that back for in payment of doing your shift. And we might even chuck in a free wristband as well, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite a sociable shift as well. It's good fun. Yeah, it's just an hour or so on the door and then maybe an hour or so on the merch table just doing the, the ticketed event. Um, and that's just what we're looking for. Uh, the rest of the time, we just go around and rattle buckets at you in the pubs and try and raise money to fund future festivals or also to pay for this year's festival. Yeah, so get involved. There's more about each year as well. Some of the main events open for all ages. So mm-hmm. Come along and... And for the ones that can drink, it stops you drinking for an hour as well. If you're saying this that. is very true. Yeah. It slows you down a bit anyway. <laughs> a, a, sober, a sober Saturday, and then you suddenly go, my shift's over. That's not sober Saturday anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also looking for help, not just on the door and on the table, but also anybody that's interested in trying to do any of the backstage stuff, the setting yeah. up, or the taking down, the sound stuff. I'm sure Scott would appreciate a bit of help with that. Absolutely, yeah. So... Robbie's great great opportunity for young folk that are interested in music as well, yeah. you know, yeah. come along, see how things work. Mm-hmm. So there's already been a couple of folk asking if they could help with setting things up and taking things down, and I think they were just interested. Uh, the drummer from Razor Mouth is uh, inquiring about, mm-hmm. I think he wants to be a drum roadie or yeah. is what he was getting at, but I, mean, I can't teach him much about that, but I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people around at the festival that could, you know, just yeah. being around there will give them plenty of experience, you know. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives you a good insight into into what goes goes on backstage. Definitely. Um, and how much it takes to set up something like this as well. So. Yeah, I mean, a gig's not just show up for an hour and mm-hmm. see a band play. It's, you know, quite often the sound's set up a couple of days before and there's sound checks yeah. and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot goes on. So, yeah, get involved, give us a shout. Like I say, drop by on Saturday afternoon. we We'll be lazing about in the sun, <laughs> on the bench eating ice cream outside Annie's. <laughs> we were we are on. Yeah. <laughs> Hope she lets me a pair of shorts because it's going to be warm. Is it going to be warm? <laughs> I don't know. It's well, been warm knitted shorts would be warm. So <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> be warm as well. Uh, what are we talking here? I think they'll be scratchy. <laughs> is it? I think it's from one o'clock onwards. Is it between one and five or something on uh, Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Afternoons, Saturday afternoons. I think Sniffy, Sniffy Ashman, he was our first interview guest. And mm. No, he wasn't. No, We've not got him in so yet, that's what yeah. it is. No, we need that was to. Rolf. But 
Ja, dat is roos. Simpia. Apologies to Snuffy. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going to be playing a tune. So some of the youngsters. So. What's the weather saying for Saturday? Cloudy, better rain. <laughs> Willie <okay>. Shorts Day. <laughs> It'll be nothing you're no used to. That's it. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. We can wrap it up here, yeah. That's all we got. Have we got a tune from Cradle of Filth? We have got, we've got a tune from Cradle of Filth to play, yeah. Uh, Magic. So we'll, we'll certainly do another podcast before the rock festival and have mm-hmm. a look at some of the bands that's playing. And yeah. We're going to need to introduce yeah. them to Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, look at the Facebook page or the web page and see I've what's going on. I've started updating the Facebook page and our esteemed colleague, Mr. Heidel, has started updating the the web page again so hopefully there should be some more information coming out in the next five weeks to you yeah we'll get some links to the bands that's playing and stuff so. mm-hmm. and uh, remember to click on the event to see that you're coming and buy your tickets to so see you can get them online at wegottickets.com is it dot com yeah yeah and um, the link to that is on the facebook page and on the Rotary livewire facebook page and on the event page and i think probably on the website as well and yeah. you can also get them in as christian said a yarn or in the Arcadian Bookshop, or in Sinkler's Offer Supplies in Strumness. Cool, so there's no excuse, you don't even have to leave your couch to buy a ticket for the main yeah. event. That's it. We'll wrap it up there, and we'll see you next month. Goodbye from Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio from Claire. Goodbye from Scott. And see you later from Ray.
If you enjoy this content, then please feel free to subscribe and drop us a rating. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can find this podcast on most, if not all, podcast apps, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Just search Orkney Livewire Podcast. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and you can visit our website at www.orkneyrockfestival.co.uk or you can contact us by email at orkneyrockfestival at yahoo.co.uk. Yahoo.